Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 174, and it is how to make sex better. Everybody wants to know how to make sex better. There are very few people out there who are like, no, I'm good. That's, it's good enough, you know. And that doesn't mean that not everybody's having good sex because even people who are having great sex are like, yeah, if I could make it better, tell me how. (laughs) So we have a list of things to help you have better sex And it's not an exhaustive list. We don't have enough time in this show to give you every possible thing that you could do. But there's some of the more common things that we teach and more common things that we hear people ask questions about. So, yeah, we're going to cover that. And hopefully by the time you are done listening to this episode, you will already be better in bed. (laughs) Well, that's quite a... Quite a goal you're setting out there. Well, the question is, is it all about techniques or does it come down to something else? And so we are going to give it to you straight so that you know exactly where to focus your energy on, on things that truly matter and make a difference. But before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the club of men who are great in bed, uh-huh, those who know how to make sex better, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. And if you are a woman listening to this, send your man to this course or buy it for him uh, or even do it together while it is geared toward men. A lot of it is to be applied to also if you are in a partnership. We have some couples who go through it together and then they get to discuss the topics and get the opinion from their partner uh, right there. Highly recommended that you work together on that. You'll make much better progress. <laughs> yeah, but it works better when you're both working on the same team and, and pulling the same direction rather than like each trying to do your own thing and like canceling out each other's effort. Absolutely. Okay, so let's dive in. Number one, most of you aren't going to want to hear this, but we're going to say it anyway. You got to get in shape. Let's be honest. Sex is a physical activity. Not only that, but a lot of the erection problems that men suffer from are a direct result of the physical condition of the rest of their body. So if you really want to be great in bed, you you got to be fit. I mean, you don't have to be like a bodybuilder or anything like that, but you got to have some basic fitness. Like from a guy's point of view, you're going to be on top, right? Now, most guys are significantly bigger than their women, not always, but even if they're not, like you don't want to be crushing your woman when you're on top, right? So what do you do? You got you got to hold yourself up. Can you hold yourself up like that for an hour? Can you do it? I bet most people can't, right? So it doesn't matter what position. Maybe maybe she likes to be, you know, held up uh, against the door jam, right? Like, can you actually hold her up? Can you do it? <laughs> and if you like to be held up, um, are you in a 
you know, the right weight for your person to do that for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what if you're a woman and, you know, <clears throat> you love being on top in that position where you're like basically sort of squatting, not just on your knees? I mean, can you do that for more than five minutes before your, your thighs are on fire and you're like, okay, I got to stop this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sex is a physical activity, so get in shape and don't skip over that. Also, when you are in shape and... You know, we, we're going to do two things here. There's the physical shape, but there's also the health shape too. When you have underlying health conditions and issues, it will affect your libido. It will affect your ability to have sexual desire, to go the distance. And I think, you know, we, we didn't really specifically write it down in our um, tips, but I will throw in like, look at your hormones. Uh, and we've just done a couple shows. So if you've been following us, you know that we're pretty big on bio identical hormones and that they do make a difference in how you respond in the bedroom. And so if you want to have better sex and you've, you know, you've checked out the things that you can do in terms of physical, you don't have underlying health issues, but things are still not working properly for you mentally, like you may not have the sexual drive, or if you're a man, you're not having the erections that you want to have, then that's when you have to go to your hormones and get that in shape as well. And then last but not least, we will mention that a lot of the medications that people are on, even though they are, let's say, common uh, it's very uh, common for these medications to have massive side effects and affect your libido and affect your sexual responses. So you want to look at that as well. Absolutely. So there's there's a lot there. And I know a lot of people are going, uh, now they're telling me I got to go work out. But really, you, you do. You, you just, you got to be in good shape if you want to have a sex drive, if you want to be able to physically do it. All right, let's move on to number two on the list, which is slow things down. It's amazing to me. Like, I don't know. I was going to say, well, I'll finish the first thought, which is it's amazing to me how many people don't slow down. And one of the reasons that's amazing to me is just because it's been a huge part of, of you know, sex for me for a long time. So I guess maybe I just sort of think it's totally normal. And I, I, I forget that other people are like, oh, you're gonna do that, right? And so like when working with couples sometimes and you, and you lead them through these exercises and you're like, okay, now you're going to do this. You're going to give to him or her. And then they're like, like robotic going through the motions. And oh, let me get to the next thing. Let me get to the next thing. Let me get to the next thing. And I'm like, I mean, I, granted, they're probably a little nervous because they're, they're working with us, you know, and they're in the position of learning and they have to demonstrate. But, but still, like, I'm like, wow, really? Is this how you go through your sex life? <laughs> in slowing down, you basically start to feel more. And for some people, that's when it gets scary. Because once you start to pause, to slow things down, shit gets real. And then you've got to be vulnerable and you've got to be intimate and there's feelings and emotions that come up and then sensations too. And most people have what I call a pleasure ceiling where they go like, this is how high I can go in my pleasure and in, in what I can feel in my body. And once they hit that ceiling, they kind of have to bring the energy down because they like, they can't get over that. And one of the biggest thing that we like to do is to help people 
go through that ceiling and like remove it so that you can continue to expand to higher levels. Now, what happens is most people are just afraid. They're afraid of what they don't know. They're afraid of, of losing control of what could happen. And so they hold on and that's how uh, they're not able to really fully enjoy. And, you know, I'm saying that and I am just as well guilty of that. Sometimes I get stuck in my head. Sometimes, you know, the other day I was telling Kevin, I was like, I really want to do like a sex session where I get to fully surrender because it's been a while that I've really let go and screamed in orgasms and, and just gave myself fully to the experience. I've been more like, getting things done, doing this a certain way like or in my head or something with a purpose. And I was like, it, it'd be really nice to experience that deep surrender. But it doesn't just happen like by accident. I mean, sometimes it can. You have to create a container for it. You have to create space for it. Yeah. And I love you brought that part up about the ceiling. And a lot of people are kind of thinking like, ah, really, I'm pretty sure I can experience like as much as I want. But we were just this past weekend, we were at a business seminar where they were talking about, you know, how to be more successful at your business, how to make more money, how to, you know, dominate the industry that you're in. And one of the things they talked about was that, and this is funny, because I know you didn't get this from that, because we've talked about this many times before, but they they really talked about the fact that there most people have a ceiling as to how successful they think they can be. And so I bring that up to say that, there are like that ceiling could show up in any area of your life, right? So maybe the ceiling is about how much money you can make. Maybe it's about, you know, how uh, high a title position in your job you can have. Maybe it's about how much love you can experience. And maybe it's about what you can experience in the bedroom when it comes to sex. But people do this all the time. They put limits on themselves. So definitely don't want to do that. The other thing I just want to mention quickly with slowing down is, is something I just uh, did a video about this a few weeks ago on YouTube. If you didn't see it, it was talking about the tantric pause. We'll talk about it a little bit more later on in one of our other tips. But the idea is as soon as you penetrate as a man to just pause. And one of the things that we see a lot of men do is penetrate and they're off to the races. And that often leads to premature ejaculation. So the idea is slow down, slow down, slow down, remove any ceiling to how much pleasure you think you could possibly experience. And give yourself time, time to explore. All right, number three, learn how to last as long as you want. And that would more specifically apply to the men because for most women, uh, we don't really have that issue per se. But I will say that a lot of women go satisfied with one orgasm and go like, that's it, I'm done. And they limit themselves. They, they do. absolutely do that. Well, I have my orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how much more could you possibly experience if you allowed that energy to build? So for the men listening, this comes down to understanding how your body, uh, how your body works and being able to control your body rather than being controlled by it. Ooh, yeah. Control your body rather than being controlled by it. Ooh, I'm going to add too that you should learn to control your mind rather than being controlled by it. <laughs> Not just your body, but your mind as well. And most people are on autopilot. The mind is dictating how they feel and what they do 
rather than them telling their mind how they feel and what they're going to do. All right, number four, learn how to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation. So this is similar to number three, not quite, because there are other ways to to last as long as you want. But one of the ways to do that is to learn how to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation. So, of course, we're talking primarily for men here. But this is huge. This is absolutely huge. We've said this so many times on the show, and sometimes I'm like, man, I'm sure the audience doesn't want to hear me say this again. But it's relevant over and over and over again, which is that, you know, most men ejaculate when, you know, three to five minutes in one study, five to seven minutes in another study, and most women do not orgasm until 20 to 30 minutes. You need as a man to learn how to at least be able to go to that 20 to 30 minute mark. And honestly, the real magic we have found starts to happen around the 40 minute mark. So you, you, you got a ways to go. How do you get there? One of the ways is to be able to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation so that you can move that energy, you can feel orgasmic sensations as a man without actually ejaculating. Why is that important? Well, if you don't ejaculate, there's no refractory period, you don't lose your erection, you can keep going. So I'm going to come back to a couple of things because as you were talking, I was just having some objections coming in my head that we've heard in the past. Number one is that people might be thinking and it might be you like, why would I want this to last longer? You know, I just, I'm just happy with it to get it over with. And if that's you, you're probably just not having the sex that you want and like, and you may not know what you want and like and have to figure it out. You know, what's amazing about that is when you say that, most people are automatically assuming that it's the woman who's saying that, right? And there's a woman always wants to get it over with faster. Actually, we have literally heard that from men. Yeah, we've heard it both ways, but that I wanted to bring that up because I know that some people are like, well, why would I do that for 40 minutes? Like, who's got time? Or like, well, I, I can get it done in, in five minutes, so who cares, right? <laughs> Teacher well, told me to do an hour meditation. I nailed it in 40 minutes. Like, no, you're not getting the point. <laughs> exactly. And this is why I'm coming back to that point, because I think it's essential um, to understand that. And that sometimes I know in some of the comments we get, people say, well, but like, why would you want to do this? Or like, really, not every not every woman wants it to last longer. They just wanted to get it done. And it's true. It's true that it does happen. But I really, truly believe that's just because they're allowing life and stress to take over. Because when you are more relaxed, when you're happy, you're very happy to dedicate 45 minutes or an hour or more to your lovemaking. But when you are into a high stress level, when you're not feeling really good, when you have a health challenge, mental pressure, emotional pressure, it's more difficult to get there. And sometimes you're like, oh, it's just one more thing to do. So I just don't want to do it for long. If you can find an hour to watch TV, if you can find an hour to waste on social media, (laughs) right? If you could find an hour, you know, doing anything that's sort of numbing you out and useless, you can definitely find an hour to make love. And that hour will be so much more nourishing for your mind, body, and soul than any of that other junk I mentioned. So it's it's just an interesting concept that you're bringing because I was just thinking about that today and I'm like, 
you know, what do you put into your body? What kind of media are you watching, books you're reading, stuff you're listening to? And it's the same too with your sexuality. Like, what are you putting into your body, literally and, and figuratively? But it's the quality of it. And so if you want to get better at sex, which is really the topic of our show today, it's not just about that technique. Uh, well, technique matters too. Like anything, if you're a musician, you know that you don't get better by thinking about it or by getting through your uh, warm-up very quickly. You actually have to do things over and over and it's the practice. And it's also having an extended period of time dedicated to that practice that makes a difference. Just doing it once a week for three hours is not as good as doing it every day for 25 minutes. And with sex, it's the same. We see that in our sex life. When we have uh, periods where we have less sex, it's harder for you to have control. It's harder for me to reach higher states of pleasure um, quicker. <laughs> like I go like, why? It takes a while to get out of my head. And we feel like kind of a little rusty. And then we're like, oh, yeah. And when we have sex more often, we notice the difference of how easy it is to let go faster, to have higher levels of orgasms, to just enjoy it much easier. Yeah. There's so many parallels between music and sex. They're all running through my head since you said that, but we won't go there. Maybe I'll do a video on that, how music and, and sex are the same. <laughs> all right. Next on the list. Number five. Be honest about what you like without fear of judgment. So this is really huge. And there's so the first part of this is be honest about what you like, which really means you have to do the inner work to really get in there and admit this is what I like. So in other words, there's so many people out there, and this is true of both men and women. Well, you know, like maybe it's a woman. She's like, I really like anal sex, but you know, it's kind of this weird thing. And I, you know, I'm afraid to ask for it because he's going to think I'm weird or, you know, I mean, I even had a woman once like very sheepish, sheepish, sheepishly, <laughs> I can't pronounce that word today, <laughs> ask me, she's like, um, um, would you like maybe sort of be okay with, you know, fucking me in the ass? <laughs> and so, because she was afraid to ask for it. So you have to get really honest about what is it that you really like? What is it that you really want? What is it that works for you? Because there might be things that are totally normal that work for most people that simply don't work for you. And then, you know, you're afraid to say something like, well, most people, that's the way they, that's normal. That's the way you do it. So I guess I'll just go along with it, right? No, you got to really know what you want, what works for you. You know, this is your life. So live it the way you want. This is your body and do whatever your body likes and wants. You'll find people who will want to play just the way that you like to play. Number six, it's kind of piggybacking on what we were just talking about earlier about being honest about what you like, which is to communicate. That's when you have to get very oral about it. Yeah, this is the other side. So the first one was you got to know what you want. Mm -hmm. The next one is you got to know what your partner wants. Well, yeah, and communicate it with each other. And, you know, you find out what your partner really likes and wants. You can share what you like. You guys can um, have discussions on what's on your bucket list. When we work with couple, we give them this like whole thing that we've created with their sexual bucket list to go through. And that really opens up the floodgate of communication. Now, when do you communicate? Do you communicate during sex? Do you communicate 
at different times. Our recommendations is talk about sex before, talk about sex in between sex, but don't talk so much during. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be in your head. Now, it's one thing to be like, hey, oh, I love what you just did. Do that again, you know. I will say that I'm guilty sometimes when Kevin does something. I'll, oh, how did you do that? Break it down. I need to teach this. Or we need to make a video on that. This is a little different. Yeah, but that's why that's why we have the love lab. Yes. <laughs> but ultimately, you want to talk about those things. That's funny because it's one of the biggest aha that couples who work with us have is that they reopen the lines of communications. And it's like it's the basics. But when people have been together for a long time, they assume that they know what the other person wants and likes. They, they just operate from that. And everybody is in constant evolution. And what you may have liked sexually 10 years ago can be very, very different than what you currently like. So if you've been with your partner for many years, you can't assume that what they liked in the beginning is still what they want and like right now. And then also going through life, you know, we have different things like pregnancy, hormones, uh, andropause, menopause. I mean, all of these things, they change us, have challenges. All of these things create like different um, challenges sometimes, right? Uh, opportunities for growth, <laughs> for, for all of us to evolve and change. So it's important to stay fresh and stay constant. Yeah. So why don't we do our ad before we go on with our list? Well, if you are a committed couple who feels stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way that you used to, and you are tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you don't want to live a life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join a highly sexed power couple platinum program. If you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So go to selinremy.com forward slash passion to learn more about our program. And we really, really want to invite you, like if you are feeling like your life is good, you guys are, are, are vibing, connecting together, you're like best friends, but there's this one thing when it comes to sexuality, the intimacy part, that's just not where it needs to be. This is exactly who we love to work with and who we get the best results. If you're already on the verge of divorce and you're fighting with each other, that's not what we do. We'll send you to a therapist. Uh, but if you still love each other and you want to make this work and you want to take it to levels that you've never been to, book a call with us. Yeah. And you know, everything that we're talking about here, we're, we're telling you, we're giving you ideas, but we're not giving you the how-to. It's not because we're saying, oh, well, if you want to get the how-to, it's uh, $49.95. You know, it, it, it's not that. It's just that we couldn't possibly teach all of this in a 30 <coughs> to 40 minute podcast format. So, but working with us is where we do have an opportunity to really get into the nuts and bolts on how to make this work for real in your life. Okay, let's move on. Number seven on our list, be present and into it, pay attention to every detail. So, you know, these are always in an order that makes sense. Well, I try to put them in an order that makes sense. And so the last one was to communicate, right, and find out what your partner likes and wants. The next one is to be present into it and pay attention. So they're similar in a sense that, you know, number six was all about talking beforehand. Okay, here's what I like. Here's what I generally want. But in the process of making love, like when you're actually in it in that moment, 
You have to be totally present and focusing on what's happening in that moment and paying attention to your partner. And this goes for both men and women. We tend to talk about this a lot from the man paying attention to the woman, but the woman needs to pay attention to the man as well, especially like if she's on top and she's riding him, she (laughs) damn well better be paying attention to what's going on because one wrong move and it's like snap, crackle, pop and show over, right? Well, and not even just that, but like she has per se the power to take him over his edge. She can decide when and how quickly he comes. And then, you know, paying attention to is like, how is he enjoying it? Like some, some women sometimes just think, well, he's a guy, like he doesn't really need the connection, the intimacy and all of that. But as men get older, they want that. They crave it just as much. And it's important to include that. They're not just a penis. They have a whole body and they do like it to uh, be in, included. Absolutely. I am not just a penis. <laughs> all right. But, now. but if you want to just focus on my penis, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the difference, you know, like between us um, women, we're like, well, yeah, I'm more than just a pussy, but it's like, well, but give my heart some attention and my body and that get to my pussy. And guys are like, I'm not just a penis. I have a heart. But it's like, but if you just give my penis attention, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, especially you're right. As the older we get, the more we crave that connection and that bonding. And actually, we've been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. And we just found out the reason for that recently. Because yeah, there's things that you can observe, right? And a lot of what we do is observing how people operate and what works and what doesn't work. And like, here's the formula for what works. But you don't always necessarily understand the mechanism behind it. We actually just found out recently that one of the reasons why men... Uh, crave more bonding and intimacy as they age. It's because their testosterone levels drop and their progesterone levels drop. So they suddenly become a bit more, uh, and their estrogen levels tend to go up as a matter of fact. So they tend to start moving more into that touchy-feely, I want bonding connection space. (laughs) So this is real. it, It is. It absolutely is real. But, you know, anything is learned, you know. So, like, you know, I can say that a lot of, a lot of that for me, because I'm not that old yet, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm not that young, but I'm not that old yet either. And I'm not at a point where it's like, you know, testosterone levels are plummeting. And, you know, it's, I'm not in that space. And yet I still, as I get older, crave more of the intimacy and the connection and the, the sort of depth that comes with that. And I think a lot of that just comes from uh, really knowing what it is that I want in life and what, what really makes life worth living, what makes life amazing. And yes, sex is great, but it's here and it's gone. But the intimacy, the depth, the connection, that's basically there all the time. It's, it's there forever. So anyway, ah, this, is aside. Nice. this is nice. Right, let's move to number <laughs> oh, eight. Notice men, what that was just doing to her. <laughs> yeah, I nearly got teary died and like my heart opened and now my pussy is open. Yeah. Shall we finish this show? All right, time to go. <laughs> we'll right. see you all. All right, not yet. Number eight, go to the edge and back down. And by the way, Kevin, I added something as you were talking. So our uh, notes are slightly different. So you need to go through mine, you know, um, just, just saying, because it's going to oh. throw you off. Right? Yes, yes. Let me see. You go and I will pay attention. So... Let's talk about going to the edge and back down. And it's not just for the men because you've probably, we've, we've done shows on edging. We've talked about that. We teach that in our courses. And a lot of people know that when it comes to men, okay, you go close to your edge and comes back down. 
But it works just the same for women. What I see happens independently of people's gender is that when they get into a sexually aroused state, they tend to just be focused on that destination and how quickly they get there. And I often talk about it as a genital sneeze that they just have this like, oh yeah, it felt good. You might have heard me sneeze earlier too. It felt good. Okay, great. It's a little release, but there's nothing much to it. If you take more time, if you go close to your edge and back down, you start to build up more energy so that you don't have just a genital sneeze. It starts to become something much more encompassing and full body experience. And when you allow yourself to do this too, you will generate more sexual energy. You can also start to use that sexual energy to open up your heart, to uh, provide healing in your body, to create more love with your partner. Uh, we've talked about sex magic in another show also. Um, I know there's, there's so many episodes and so many things we've done in the past. Like you, you can go back and find all of that. But the idea here is to not just go for the first sensation, to back down and surf those waves of pleasure. Exactly. We call it riding the waves or surfing the waves. And the cool thing about these waves if there are any surfers out there, the more waves you ride, the bigger they get. Ooh. <laughs> Not always true when you're on a surfboard. <laughs> so we're going to talk about number nine and then number 10 because mm. they are uh, go kind of together here. Number nine is to include the clit because let's be real, for most women's um, ability to orgasm, it is clit connected. And even if you can orgasm from vaginal penetration. If you know more about the clitoris and go back to the episode about the truth about the clitoris, we dove in details into that. The clitoris is not just a button. It has legs. It goes, it's, it goes deep inside the vagina. And some, um, some people speculize that, theorize that every orgasm is somewhat related to and connected to the clitoris because of that. And so you want to include the clitoris because it's a button of pleasure and so much more and without it it's much harder to have orgasms so if you want to get better at sex but add that in yeah and i will say you know you, you said a button of pleasure and then you said more alluding to the fact that it's actually way bigger than that little bit that you see sticking out uh, i believe we did a whole episode on anatomy of uh the, that's what i said the truth about the clitoris yeah so uh, go back and listen to that one if you haven't also, if you work with us, uh, whether you work with Celine, you work with the two of us, or you work with me, we include a whole section on that where we teach you all about that. And, and trust me, it's eye-opening for most people. Number 10, you want to include your sex muscles. And those are really essential and so essential that we've also done a show on that, on kegels and pelvic floor muscles. Here's the thing, if you, you know, if you look at what an orgasm is, an orgasm is a rhythmical contraction of your muscles, and then there's some hormones that are being released. But if your muscles are weak and you don't have a good muscle tone, the orgasms are going to be weak as well. Yeah, and I just I want to add into that really quickly. You know, we talked in the beginning about being in shape. If you're a guy who is in shape and you're thinking, oh, I'm already in shape, I got big biceps and look at my pecs, there's no problem, does not in any way mean that your sex muscles are strong because they're often not unless you were focusing on it. And, and then you sometimes have the other problem too, which is um, they're super tense and contracted all the time. 
Absolutely. And that's where I was heading is that for most people, that's where they get stuck in is that's hypertension. And that's what we need to work on. But your sex muscles are essential. It's one of the biggest secret to have better sex. And see, it doesn't require anything else from the outside. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what is actually number 11 now. Be willing to experiment whether it's with sex toys or different types of sex or whatever. But the idea is be willing to experiment. If you really want to have great sex, you've got to try different things. And too many people get stuck in the, if it's this position, this position, or maybe this one on a crazy day. And they just keep going through the motions doing the same thing all the time. Well, no wonder they get bored, mm-hmm. right? So you got to try new things, experiment with something, do it in a new place, Try going longer than you usually go. Try incorporate sex toys. Try an edible and see how it affects you. You know, you may not like it, but at least you tried something new. <laughs> We've done some experiments. Speaking of edibles, <laughs> and we were like, eh, really didn't work for us. It really, really made the sex worse, honestly. And we laughed about it. Um, We've tried some positions that were total failures, too. <laughs> we're just, like, shaking our heads going, that was a disaster, but <laughs> it was fun anyway. Which kind of leads to our last point about that fun and that playfulness, which is our number 12, which is all about being playful. Have more fun. People take sex too seriously, uh, and that's the problem. They address it like, I want to make it better. I'm going to learn this sex thing. I'm going to show up like this. It's going to be the serious thing. No. In the immortal words of Larry Flint, you know, who was the Hustler magazine guy, relax, it's It's just just sex. sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so bring that playfulness. We always say connection over perfection. And if you can really remember that, that will make the biggest difference in just the quality of the interaction that you're having with your partner. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think, I mean, all of these tips are fantastic, but I think that one is so big because if people can really do it, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. And too many people have way too much pressure on themselves and then they put way too much on their partner and that starts to make sex difficult. Oh, he's going to come. She's going to have an orgasm right now. She had this screaming orgasm last night. I want her to do that again. Like the more pressure you put on your partner like this, even if it's like a good thing, like an orgasm, the hardest it's going to be for them to to let go and to enjoy the process. The more you want to you, you pressure her to orgasm, the less she will want it, want it over time. That's uh, one of the biggest problem we see is I know guys want to do well and they want to please their women and then they put that pressure out there and it just doesn't work for the women, especially long term. And it doesn't really work for the men either. So it works both ways. Yes. Okay. So that was our list of tips, but we do have a bonus. But wait, there's more. And you've made it all the way to the end, so you're going to get some frosting tips, bonuses, because, hey, we showed you that to be better at sex, it's not all about the technique. Actually, a lot of it is about your mindset, your physical shape, your emotions, all of these things that need to be in place. But there are a few things that we talked about, like your pelvic floor muscles, your sex muscles that you want to be good at, and, and things like that. And for men, when it comes to frosting, there's a few things you can do that will make a difference and take it this whole thing of you know 
screwing into the next level. <laughs> yeah, you know, we did a YouTube video on this and we're always trying to think of like, you know, what what would be things that would be helpful? What are things that a lot of people probably don't know? And we try to put as much helpful information out there as possible. But we don't always know what people are going to like and what they're not going to like. So we actually did a video on this and people loved it. And so we thought it would be really appropriate to incorporate here in the show. So if you haven't seen that video, you're going to get it now. (laughs) And you can always go back and watch the video as well because we'll cover a little bit more in depth. So the first tip is the one that we've already talked about that Kevin talked about earlier with that tantric pause, which is to enter and pause to feel her energy. Don't just slam and jam when you or are jam entering. jam and slam. Yes. Either one, no good. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be awkward. Like she sometimes might want to be like, oh, come on, do me. But it is your responsibility to take over and be like, hold on, women. Take a deep breath. Let's let's sink in. And there's a time and a place for everything. So there might be a time when she's just like, do me now. And you're like, I got this. And you do it. But in general, for the most part, that's not really going to work for you. Especially if you're really working on how to last longer. It's definitely not going to work for, for you to uh, slam and jam, as Celine said. <laughs> Number two, let's talk about the three basics of thrusting. Kevin? Speed, depth, and rhythm. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. Speed, depth, and rhythm. So what do we mean by that? What we mean is vary them. Oh, you mean there's more than one way of thrusting? That's right. You can thrust fast, slow, medium, intermittent. You can change the speed up at different times based on how she's responding. Like a perfect example of that would be to start off really slow. And then as her energy starts building and she starts moving her hips a lot more, you can start picking up the pace. You've got depth. You know, she may not want as deep as you, like, you know, hitting her in the back of the throat, you know, right away. Maybe she's like, you know, some just... Just a tip. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't count. And rhythm. What is it that women love about their vibrators? It is a constant rhythm. And it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And so think about that when you are thrusting because you want to bring some of these elements. And personally, I think a cock is so much better than a vibrator. So even if you may not be able to go the same distance as the vibrator, you have something that a vibrator never has. It's a heart. <laughs> and it's an ability to connect. No matter how much your vibrator is going to fuck you and make you come, it's not going to really speak to your heart. That is very true. Let's talk about our bonus tip, thrusting tip number three. Angle. Ooh, angle. Do you mean it's not just straight in? No, it's not just straight in. It could be straight in. It could be a little to the left, a little to the right, a little up, a little down. And there are multiple pleasure spots inside a woman's vagina that you could stimulate by changing the angle. And there's also a gyrating motion. It's not just a like hammering, it is called screwing. You want to have like different motions in there too. That is also correct. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, when it comes to thrusting, there is a time of thrusting and no thrusting. Just going at it like a jackhammer is usually not the way to hit home, really. (laughs) 
well, you might hit home, but you might not. But, and the other thing is, too, you know, if you've really taken to heart what we've talked about and you're able to go a long time and you're able to ride the waves, this is absolutely essential if you're going to ride the waves. Even if you take her through this huge, screaming, explosive, she just female ejaculated all over you orgasm, she's not going to want that same speed of thrusting that took her there. She's going to be like, whoa, 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 okay, so back, back that down a little bit, <laughs> all right? So you might bring it down to a medium or slow or maybe a total pause. Mm-hmm. If you were able to achieve that level of ecstatic, orgasmic, energetic bliss between the two of you, I challenge you to both stop moving for a minute and just pay attention to how that feels, how that energy circulating through your body actually feels. Mm. Lovely. Well, let's go put these tips into practice, Kevin. Yes. Hurry up. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. Uh, if I can convince you not to edit the show after we record this, <laughs> that might happen. But <laughs> anyway, we hope that this was helpful. Once again, if you need help with any of this stuff, do not hesitate to reach out. As we said, this is not an exhaustive list of things. So um, if you have any other ideas that you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, give us comments, send us messages, tell us what kind of stuff do you want to know more about, and we will add it to one of our upcoming shows. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>